What's up, everybody? This is Soccer Chat, your weekly coaching podcast, and it's brought to you by some great friends of our show, like over at Dutick Brand. Check out dutickbrand.com. Use the promo code SoccerChat at checkout to get yourself a sweet discount on all your coaching accessory needs, like some fantastic notebooks. I was just using my DXL. Uh, just yesterday getting planned for our upcoming season as well as fantastic accessories but also some great merch as well they've got a fantastic beanie that uh, if it wasn't 95 degrees outside I probably would still be rocking after I got mine in Baltimore my neck warmer uh, that I cannot wait to use again although I don't like the cold weather but when the cold weather comes my neck is going to be perfectly warm uh, so make sure to use the promo code soccer chat at dutickbrand.com. Also shout out to our friends over at Torex, T-O-R-R-X.com for the world's greatest ball pump. I just used it actually today uh, for my daughter's game, which lasted literally two minutes um, before uh, getting canceled. Um, you know, we needed the ball pumped and I needed it pumped quickly. Quinn said, get the Torex, dad. So what did dad do? I grabbed the Torex put it on our, our auto save that we've got for, uh, for her uh, equipment and got that ball pumped up very, very quickly and got, our, got on our way to the game, which we played two minutes and then got canceled. This is a listener-supported podcast supported by people just like you who's listening to this very podcast right now. The best way you can help us out is share the links every single week, like just recently, uh, our show with Nathan Kogut last week about you know him getting the COVID-19 and, and getting the, the coronavirus and what he's been doing to get himself back into coaching and back into coaching shape uh, since getting the, the virus. Many of our friends have been sharing that link out. Let us know what you think. Share that episode. Share any other episodes that you've been liking and that you've liked before uh, and get that word out. You can also help us out, as we said last week and we've said before, Nick's wedding's coming up. The only thing that he wants and he's registered for is for you to go on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, that's going to make him happy. Make sure when you leave the review, put on there, Nick, this is your wedding present, and he will, uh, he will definitely thank you for that. He's Nick. I'm Sean. Nick, it's, uh, you know, I can honestly say I know you're super pumped with uh, Liverpool lifting the trophy. Uh, and I just want you to know that I watched, I'm going to guess, three minutes of the game. No, it was a little bit more than that. Um, I think I watched the first 10 minutes of the game. And I don't know what happened, and I passed the heck out. Um, <laughs> that was not the game to pass out during. There was a lot of goals. So I remember like, I, I fell asleep. And cause I think my wife was working out upstairs and I, I fell asleep. I know there was a point where I woke up and I looked at the scoreboard and it was two nothing Liverpool. And I was just like, whatever. And went right back to sleep. And then I, I actually was awaking, awoken, whatever the word would be, um, to like the Pulisic, uh, set up for the goal. Um, and I, I saw, I caught the replay of it. I was dazed out of my mind and I saw the replay and I was like, cool. <sighs> Went right back to sleep. Next thing I know, my son's waking me up uh, and he's like, Hey, mom said you could put on my show for me. And I like woke up, look at the TV and saw, I think the score was four to two at the time. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And so as I'm changing um, the channel for Duke still <sighs> snoring, basically, I think did Chelsea score a third goal? Chelsea did score. The Pulisic scored a third goal. Okay, so wh when I was hitting to change the channel, Pulisic scored the third goal, and I turned um, uh, whatever I Blaze 
in the monster trucks or something like that um, and turn that on. And when it came on, I went right back to sleep and Duke watched TV. It was, it was a good game. It was very, I mean, anytime you get eight goals in a game, it's pretty intense. Also, Red Stars just scored again, three nothing. Yes, let's go. Go Red Stars. Um, I really hope they win it this year. It would be so sick. Um, but yeah, no, the Liverpool game was, it, the Liverpool-Chelsea game was crazy. Now the final day is going to be nuts with like you guys, Wolves, Leicester, and Man United. Like, it's like, which game do you even watch? Because like now you guys have to, Win or you could tie. Um, if you tie, you're safe. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like there's so many scenarios now that, like, for you guys to get Champions League and not to get Champions League, it's like it's crazy. Like you have to beat Wolves, and Wolves are Wolves are a good team. I'm not watching anything. It is proven this year that when I've watched their games this year, nothing good has happened. So I'm I'm just not going to watch. Well, Kelly got home today um, as I was watching the game and Liverpool just got up four to one and immediately it went to four, three. I was like, you, if they score again, you're leaving. (laughs) Well, so my other theory was why I kept going back to sleep was, well, if Chelsea's scoring while I'm asleep, I'm technically not watching the game. I'm just gonna go back to sleep. So I I slept on my couch the entire game. And then by the time uh, my wife woke me up, I was like, Hey, let's go to Quinn's game. And the I blazing the monster racers or whatever the show is was on, and I was I happened to see um, I forget who it was I saw somebody post and just said um, that trophy looks so beautiful and I was like oh they won it's whatever. Yeah. Uh, why was Quinn's game only two minutes long before getting canceled? So before the game started, it had gotten a little bit dark um, around the the complex, and the referee who's in, who's the president of the league. Um, made an announcement to our field and just said, hey, just let you know, we've gotten detecting, detecting lightning uh, 12 miles from here. And once it comes into 10 miles, we have to shut everything down. And instead of you know postponing the game, waiting and waiting, waiting, we just rescheduled the games. And I had made the prediction because it had kind of started raining in our, in our area before we left. I was like, oh, Quinn, you'll probably play two quarters and then they'll call it. So I was thinking just because of rain. So <laughs> Quinn plays in goal to start off the game. That's whatever, for whatever reason, the new thing that uh, their team does. Quinn starts off in goal. She sets the tone, I think. And that's about the only tone that she sets. Um, And the game's going on. She makes a couple of saves and the team's playing. And then all of a sudden we just hear all these like whistles. And I was like, what's that? And the referee looked up. He's like, Oh, yep. Lightning's within 10 miles. We're done. And we were like, looked down at the watch. It was like, two minutes on the dot they just played like <laughs> you know like if, if they would have you know you could have given us a heads up like hey there's a pretty good chance we're not gonna play but hey let's get this two minutes in um and go for it. and even the referee was like the the president he was like look like there's a pretty good chance we're gonna stop during this game and everybody's gonna have to go home i don't think he was expecting it to be two minutes into it um but yeah that was the you know even the kids afterwards were all like that's the shortest game ever and i was like i think it was actually I, you know, I would, I would like to hear if anybody else has a story of a game going less than two minutes. Um, I would like to hear that story. Yeah. I, I have never had a game last under two minutes. Never happened for me. It wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, the cool thing was it led to us getting a really awesome dinner. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was just like, wow, made this 25 minute drive for a two minute game. Cool. But, uh, you know what? We want to do something cool for this episode. Um, 
you know, I've, I've had a lot of club and high school coaches reach out um, recently and asking, you know, cause we've been doing all kinds of stuff during the pandemic. Um, you know, having zoom meetings with, with club coaches, high school coaches, college coaches, and the college coaches ones, um, you know, we meet every Tuesday night for them and um, great conversations and, and, and information that, that we're having about what our schools are doing and, uh, you know, kind of giving us stuff that we can take back to our own schools to say, Hey, look what this school's doing. Um, and I, I, a club coach uh, reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, like, I just, I want to know what college coaches are thinking about recruiting for this current time period for our kids, you know, dealing with the pandemic and some coaches can travel, some can't, you know, there's the dead period for the NCAA schools and uh, you know, you just like how are, how are coaches are, how are coaches and kids being able to do this? And so, you know, Nick and I kind of chatted about it and thought, man, like this would be a really cool time. Like we've talked about various things that are going on during the pandemic. So, you know, let's just bring the old, the old topic shows back of uh, recruiting during the pandemic. And Nick and I actually last weekend uh, spent the weekend recruiting, um, which I did live up to my hype of, I would not let Nick sit by me. Uh, <laughs> which we were our six feet away, but I was even more than that because I was not going to get roped into talking the entire time and not watching the games. Um, you know, we got to experience recruiting together uh, with some of our friends were there and, and some, some uh, we got to meet some, some listeners of the show uh, who noticed Nick right away. It was like, Oh, you're Nick from soccer chat. Um, but uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, so we got to see some, some experiences of, you know, recruiting during the, the pandemic and we kind of want to pass along our um, information. So, you know, let's get into this part of it, you know, from a player standpoint. So if a coach is listening to this, a high school or club coach, what is something that you think players can still be doing during this pandemic or, you know, whatever, obviously there are still some States that have shut back down or, or, you know, that are not a lot, you know, they can't play with their, their club teams or high school teams yet. What are some things that you're noticing kids are doing that's causing your attention or, you know, getting your attention or things that you'd like to see kids doing um, to get your attention uh, or show us what they're doing um, during this time? Yeah. I mean, like you said, everyone's kind of coming from a different um, scenario where some people's states are wide open and we saw a few tournaments last week. And then uh, there's other states like Arizona that kind of shut down for a little bit. They're starting to reopen again. And so I think, first of all, like understanding what your resources are and try to adapt as best you can to your personal situation. I think the kids that I've really like enjoyed over the last month or so are the ones that have just been so active in the recruiting process. Like we're not only responding to texts, but like reaching out and saying like, Hey coach, like I'm playing in this tournament. This is where I'll be at. This is the number I'll be wearing. Um, I look forward to hopefully having you at the game. And we had a few um, between both the Rockford one and like the Rockford Liberty one, the one that we went to and the Pepsi one last week where I had a few players that it was really easy to get a hold of and, and find their fields and find what game they're at, which was awesome. I think for me, it's like the, the thing that I've enjoyed, I have a lot of calls today and just like the amount of kids that are willing to have like zoom calls with coaches too, I think has been something that I never knew. Like I remember coaches would tell me they would like Skype their recruits and stuff like that. And it was never something I did before. Um, and just the way this pandemic worked out, like I'm never not going to try to have zoom calls with kids and, and, and hopefully they continue to do that because I think 
you just get a little bit more out of when you get to see someone's face and how they're reacting to the things you're saying and, and stuff like that. And so that's been a lot of fun for me. And I think it was cool for me even last week, as I normally don't do it like with my initial call with them. I, 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 I want them to kind of feel as comfortable as possible, but I've been doing it with like maybe like the second or third call I have with a kid. And I had a girl from the, like a CPS school in Chicago that like first call, she's like, do you care if we make this like a zoom call? And I was like, heck yeah. Like I, I would absolutely love that. Um, and so it's cool because you could tell kids are getting even more comfortable having conversations and being across the screen from a, a college soccer coach, which has been cool. But I know that was super long one. I don't even know where I started with that one, but um, yeah, like that's like all the stuff that I've seen with kids. What about you? I've, I, this whole pandemic, I mean, that's zoom has been my, my bread and butter. Um, cause I'm, I'm just like you, I, you know, well, I guess on the other side, flip side, I'm also not like you, I, you're the, you're the master at the handwritten notes. Um, <laughs> that is, that is not my thing. Um, and the zoom or a video, um, to a kid, that is my thing. I had a, a recruiting company, uh, that emailed me and just said that, uh, you know, we know that recruiting is super tough during the pandemic and coaches aren't having luck and, you know, it's not going well for coaches, blah, blah, blah. And we want to help you. And I, like, I guess, hashtag dick move on my part. I was just like, look, like I, we're actually having a success um, recruiting wise during a pandemic. And so that caused the, um, the owner of the company to reach out to me. and was like, well, I want to talk to you because I, I want to know like how, the, how you're actually being successful. Um, and I was like, well, maybe your definition of a success is different than mine. Um, but so we ended up having a, a pretty cool phone conversation and, um, you know, they, they heard me out and, and heard what we were doing. Like I said, I, you know, I mentioned doing the zooms as it, because I want, I want kids to see what I'm saying. I want them to feel what I'm saying. Um, yep. and if they see me talking about my program and smiling from ear to ear, my jaw hurting because I, I love talking about my program so much. Like I want them to see that. Um, I also want them to see the authenticness of being on a zoom call and there's a pretty good chance. One of my kids is going to become flying through the background. Um, I, there's nowhere rather than other, well, I can't even hide into the bathroom with my kids. Like you're going to see one of my kids pop up on a zoom call. Like it's just going to happen unless they're not here. So like, I want them to see like that realness too. Like it's not like staged or, you know, set up fake or anything like that. But, um, you know, and so I mentioned to this company about, you know, what, uh, what we were doing and how we were using zoom and how we were doing the virtual recruit days and you know, how I, I use graphics and videos and stuff to send the recruits. Um, and the, 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 the company, you know, in response was like, well, you know, it seems like you're having success with that, but you know, we really think you should do handwritten notes. And I just, I was like, look, I was like, I've got some pals that do that and that's their thing and it works for them. I was like, that's cool. Like I get that. I was like, but you know, cause their thing to me was recruits. When you handwrite something, they really, it really makes a connection and they feel what you're writing. Cause you, you actually wrote it down. I was like, like, I get that. But at the same time, like if they can hear me say those words, as like, and then I was like, and I'm a talker. Like if I'm saying something like, I want you to feel the power of each word that I say. I was like, so that's why I do instead of a handwritten note, I just make a video and send it to you. Um, and well, I, I mean, I guess if that works for you and I'm like, Everything works differently for everybody. But I think to, to our, our original um, statement, for me, I think the biggest thing that kids can do right now, and you kind of said it a little bit, is just the communication factor. Um, there's been a lot of kids that have been pretty good about staying in contact with me. And you don't have to like contact every single day, uh, you know, like just 
give me a couple days a week, like a heads up of like what's going on. Or, you know, maybe you're posting stuff on your, on your Twitter, kind of like your workout session or something like that. Like just make it a way that I, we can see, or at least for myself, like make it a way that I can see what you're doing. Um, you know, like Nick said, you know, keeping us updated with, if you're playing in something, you know, where it's going to be at stuff like that. Um, but I just think it's communication. And, and I got asked actually on a podcast earlier today, uh, shout out to our good friend, Shay Haddow from the alpha girl soccer. Uh, she's doing big things. And I realized I was talking to her today. I honestly think it's been a year since we had her on the show. I don't want to say that my prediction of her blowing up is, is correct, but she's a lot more popular now. Um, hashtag soccer effect, soccer chat effect, uh, than she was beforehand. Was that really that long ago? I feel like it was a year ago. Cause I feel like I said something about her tweet was on July something, or maybe it was August 4th. Oh my God. It was August 1st, 2019. Holy. So God. we're, so we're almost at a year for that show. Yep. Um, that's crazy. So, well, time flies when you're having fun, my friend, or when your country shuts down for half a year because of Corona. But, um, you know, she asked me, she asked the same question on her, on the show. She's like, you know, what can kids do during this thing? And I, I just said, communication, um, you know, I had an instance this year with a kid who was super, super excited about our program and wanted to be a part of it. And just, you know, for whatever reason, would talk to me for a day, blow me up. And I wouldn't hear from him for three or four weeks. And then they'd come out of nowhere, blow me up for a day. And I wouldn't hear from him for three or four weeks. And I know that some of our friends are like, I shouldn't have to talk to a recruit every single day. And I, I'm not saying that either, but like, you got to communicate you know, whether it's just like a, a weekly thing, checking in or, but you can't this, and I was talking to some other coaches who were getting, and I think a lot of it did have to do with the pandemic, but a lot of coaches were getting, I'll use the, the cool kids term of ghosted uh, for a while. And it was just like, you know, at some point you're going to get burned on that as a coach. And um, you know, uh, for us, it, it all worked out in the end, but I just, I communication's massive, I think. And that's the thing that especially now, like kids have the ability to do it and, you know, a zoom call or a FaceTime, um, you know, to get in front of, especially like schools that can't have people on campus right now. I mean, if I was, oh, yeah. if I was in that situation, I would be using the heck out of, uh, or the crap out of, uh, zoom or FaceTime or Skype, whatever it may be. Um, you know, I'm pretty fortunate. Our, our campus is allowing, like we have, we've had visits already. Um, they started in June. Um, but you know, for my kids that can't, tra for the kids that can't travel in, like zoom has been incredible. And you know, that's been our, our communication to, you know, they'll send me a message. Hey coach, when we going to zoom this week and you know, we try to do a weekly zoom call and we, we stay in line with text messages, but um, you know, I, that's just kind of, I mean, that's just one way. I think, I think the big thing right now is just communication. I mean, I don't know about you if you, if there's more stuff that you can think of, but I feel like right now, just because of some states can play, some states can't, that communication is, is, is massively important. Yeah. And it's just going to be interesting to see like what the next few months look like. Cause obviously like all of our um, situations changing too. So like I was talking to a few kids today and it's just going to be a big onus on us as coaches, because say we don't get a fall, say that that ends up happening. Now kids like want to be able to see the program and see the kids and see them interact. And so it's going to be, there's going to be a lot on us as college coaches to make sure that we're still allowing them to see our team play somehow, whether it's through old film or whether it's through um, like something else. Like, I don't know what the other avenues would be, but like that's going to be a big thing on us to like try to connect our kids with 
um, players on our team, maybe do some Zoom calls with like our players or phone calls and text with our players so that these kids can still figure out what program is right for them because a lot of the fit is going to be how comfortable they are with everyone on the team and is, is it going to be their family for the next four years. And so that's the part I think is going to be the most interesting thing for me over the next few months is with the recruiting. Cause I think, like you said, I think kids are very receptive right now. And a lot of them are just very anxious to, to get recruited because they did miss a lot of uh, this cycle. Um, but there's going to be a lot on us as coaches to make sure that like we're getting them the, the right stuff. It's three, two, by the way, now. With oh no! To go, Julia just had an own goal. Um, oh no! But yeah, no, it's um, it, it it'll be interesting. I think there's going to be a lot on us as coaches to make sure that we are still showing as much of our school as and program as possible because it's going to be weird if we don't get a fall. Yeah, it's uh, you know, and I was it's it's still crazy to think about too with some of the like NCAA recruiting period and stuff getting moved back, like how many kids on June 15th got offers to schools they've never even like stepped foot on. Yep. And now they're having to make that decision of where they want to go and they've never even been there. Yeah. I like that was, it, it's tough for me. Like, and I, I go back and forth because like I've had kids on campus and I was like, to be honest, like, I don't know if I want you to make a decision until you meet our team. Like, and most of them aren't ready to make a decision to pick us anyway. Um, but it's just like, there's a lot of like, like I would say for the kids, let's like make sure that like you still work on a timeline you're comfortable with. And sometimes that's people that are ready to make decisions. Like you obviously have had a few commits over the last few weeks and the kids were ready to make that decision, but every kid's going to have to work on their own timeline and when they're comfortable and what they need to see with the program and just stick to your timeline because if the coach really wants you and cares about you, they're they'll work, they'll work with you in, in the decisions that you want to make and stuff too. I, I've told our, our 21s. Um, and I realize that some of their time schedules are a little bit different than others, but like a majority of our 21s have said, not just like, not our commits, but like just the 21 recruits in general have all said like, they're ready to make a decision now. Like they just want to get it over with. Um, Cause they don't want to have, with not knowing what their own high school senior year is going to look like, they don't want to have this other worry about, um, where they're going to go to school. And, and, you know, I've told all of our kids, you know, where, when you attend a school and you feel comfortable about it, and if you decide, you know, and even if you know that you're going to look at a couple other places and think like, yeah, but I still think I'm going to go here. And if you feel comfortable with that decision, then go with it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a different coach than most. Um, I want you to be able to enjoy your senior year of high school and be able to really get that experience in. Um, and so my thing is like, if you know, you're going to come to our school, then, you know, let's, let's go with it. Like just make your announcement and, and we'll go from there. Um, that, uh, yeah, you know, I, and I, I really was expecting, I really was really thinking a lot more kids with the current situation. I was really expecting to hear of a lot more commitments like when on that June 15th and after, um, and, and I think maybe there, there, there probably has been a good amount. I just, maybe it's not publicized. Um, but I like, you know, how many, I can't remember from the, the one we were at, uh, the PepsiCo one, like how many 21s that were there that were committed already. Um, and you know, just kind of from what I've seen online as well. Um, so I just, like, I think I, for me, I was just really expecting that number to be a lot higher. 
um, at this moment in time. Yeah, no, I mean, like a lot of the kids I've talked to is like, like I like I, I have a little bit different experience with you, and so maybe it's just the areas we're recruiting from. But like, so many, like pretty much every kid I feel like I talk to, be like, hey, when do you want to make a decision? Like December or January? Like and like it seems like that's where. like kind of so many people are at like of the kids I'm talking to, but um, it'll be, it'll be interesting because like, like at some point you're like, we're going to have to try to like figure out like when they can get to campus, if they're going to be able to meet our team and, and things like that. So it's going to be weird. It's definitely going to be a weird next few months. What, if, if anything, what do you think has been a difficult thing for you during this process? like with COVID and everything? Um, yeah, I, was, I actually was thinking about that the other day. Um, I think the only thing has been with things that we haven't been able to do, like I've found a way to do it. So like not being able to have kids on campus, like during the spring and early summer um, and be around our team. Like I just had kids get on zoom calls with our, with our players or, you know, give them their phone numbers and they can text them and call them. Um, I think the only difficult thing really for me is, is been, you know, this whole summer was going to be me flying around the country and going to LA and to Chicago, to Atlanta, to Dallas, um, to up in Connecticut, uh, down in North Carolina and really like promoting our brand, um, and being able to promote the brand for three days in front of 500 kids, um, each time. And so I've had to, now it's like, okay, how can I do that same thing? um, virtually, I guess. Uh, and, and so it's just been trying to crank out the content on our social media to try to be able to promote our brand as much as possible. Um, but I think that's been, I, like I had this whole summer planned out, like <laughs> the, before I took the job and, and before, you know, all this got hot and heavy about COVID and stuff, like I already had mapped out, like we're all, we were heading to what we were going to do, how we were, you know, really were going to promote this brand and, and this new identity. Um, and we just haven't been able to do it in person. Um, I think that's been, that's been a big hit for us. Um, and a hit as in like a meteorite coming in and hit, not like a big hit, like, Oh, that's fan- Like, listen to this number one hit from Janet Jackson. Um, but, uh, you know, I've also come to the grips of, especially a school like ours. If a kid decides that they want to come visit, there's a really, really good chance this is where they want to go. Um, Cause we're not a school where like, or at least I don't think that we're a school yet where like, you know, a kid's going to come to us because they've got six other considerations. Like I think if a kid's going to come to our campus and look at it, there's a very, very good chance that they want to go there and that's where they want to go. Um, and so it was just not being able to um, get around uh, you know, kids from, from all over the country and, and try to get them, you know, to, to try to come on campus or to, uh, to, to do a virtual tour, um, like that. So that's, I guess for me, like, that's been like the biggest, uh, the biggest hit that we've taken. Like, what, what about you? I would say like the, the number one thing is just like, until really this past weekend, not having, and again, I, I'm saying this and our D2 and D1 friends are probably going to be like, you bastard. Um, but like just yeah. not being able to see games um, just because for us, like we're at the point of our program where like, we can't just take anyone now, you know, like we got to make sure we're getting like back like two, three years ago when I was recruiting, there was just like, yeah, 
we could we could take pretty anyone who can pass the ball to our team it's probably good enough for us at the time and 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 like as we've gotten a little bit better we can be a little bit more intentional with who we're talking to and stuff but like you also have like video isn't enough you got to be able to see them um like play in person see them play against good competition and 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 things like that so I think that's been the toughest thing because like even before last weekend like like I we had a few recruits that we were talking to that were at Pepsi and stuff and it was just like it, it, it was like it was so refreshing to be able to see them play in person against other competition because they're like oh this is how you do like this even though like they're out of shape right now and first touch is probably not a, not at the point they want it to be at right now it's it was just kind of nice to see how that well they competed in the environments that they were in. Yeah. And that's, just, I, you know, I mean, how many times do we say to ourselves during the, um, in those games of just like, man, like what, uh, you know, and not that it was bad play or anything, but all of us were just like, man, like what would it be like if they've been able to play, you know, for the last few months and, and train and, and rather than just kind of get together and, and plan for that. That's, that's kind of the biggest thing I think that kids have, have taken a, uh, taking a hit on, but you know, it just, it, it was just, I think at the same time, it was just so good to see people playing um, yes. and be able to get out. Now on the flip side, there were a lot of moments where I know our friend Ian uh, from Carthage that we all just kind of looked at ourselves and like, people do not want sports to come back. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> you know, and, and I think the thing, and you know, the, 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 the showcase that we attended was, was good uh, or both of them we attended was good. And I was really hyped about like some of the guidelines that one of them had and, you know, what they were going to enforce. And it just looked really good of like, okay, like if you're going to host up something like this is what is going to work. But the thing is when you make those guidelines, like you've got to enforce them. Um, I think it was for me that we as coaches um, were all social distancing, wearing our mask, um, you know, doing our part, but it would have been really nice to uh, to have others on, um, you know, that were doing the same thing. Um, and, you know, it just how many times did you find yourself watching a game and then looking over on the sidelines and being like, man, that is, that is not helping um, our case whatsoever. No. And that was like the hardest part. Like that picture Ian took, it was like, that wasn't like, that was not an anomaly. That wasn't the only bad set it up of parents and the entire thing and it's just like it's just so crazy to me because like I think people are very selective with how they want to view this virus it's not like like there will be people that are like oh like I I, I don't know about like if I want to come back or like if it's a safe environment and those people are going out in big crowds of people and it's just like like it, it's one of those things where it's like there's definitely ways that we can make this safe and there's definitely ways that hinder that and I feel like it was nice going over to Rockford and Libertyville um, like later that day. I know you were there too. And it seemed like people were taking it a lot more seriously there. I saw it was a lot yeah. more spaced out and I went back the next day and same thing. And it was like all the families, like you could tell like the families were sitting together, but the families were like two, three people were eight, 10 feet away from another family who was eight, 10. Like, so yeah, no, there was, that was, I would say the, the definitely the damper on the weekend because it was just it was kind of sad to see like there I, I I'm I'm still waiting for the news story to come out of that to be like uh 500 people got coronavirus <laughs> in the showcase yeah and that was um 
like there was, gosh, I want to say it was the Sunday. Um, yeah, yeah, it was Sunday. I um, I went to the Schaumburg one. I can remember like on the way to the game, like my stomach was just like fluttering with nerves. And there was a part of it was just like, man, like I think I'm, I think I'm going to get something from being here Um, to where like Sunday I was there for a couple games and I, like I was so uncomfortable the entire time. Like, yeah, I had my mask on. I was, uh, you know, sitting with Ian and we were six feet away from literally everybody uh, because every, like all the parents were on top of each other. Um, and it got to a point where I was just like, well, I was like, a, like I need to, you know, get my family. But like, I also was just like, I am not comfortable here anymore. Uh, and I, and I don't know, like other than not having fans at stuff like that and just allowing college coaches to come in, I don't know. Um, how that, how that could work, but it was definitely uncomfortable. And I'm all about surprises. Uh, and I wish that you all could see Nick's face of like, what the hell is going on, but in the house joining us for the last few minutes of the show, he's our fate. We've already mentioned his name one time. He's from Carthage up in Wisconsin. His name is big E Ian Wilson. Uh, oh, I guys. secretly sent him the, the link. We were just talking um, cause we're kind of talking about recruiting through the pandemic and whatnot. And we were, uh, you know, we kind of talked about things that kids can still be doing. Uh, and then we talked about, uh, you know, we, we've been talking kind of about our experience this past weekend and, uh, you know, Nick mentioned your picture, um, that you had posted and, and just, you know, for you, what has been maybe just that one weekend? Cause I think that was kind of like the first weekend for everybody to kind of like get back out and recruit. What were your feelings from that weekend? Were there things that you liked, things that you didn't like, uh, which I think I know what you didn't like was is already. <laughs> um, but you know, just like how did you feel getting back into into recruiting during the pandemic? Well, well I'll start with the negatives and then always end with the positives. So I, I think that the negatives were, you know, as we talked about, like everyone but the coaches were social distancing, you know. Where I think what we talked about, like with the the kind of rule set that came out from the event that we we're at, you know, like strict social distancing, coaches are going to wear masks, blah blah blah, and none of that was happening. You know, parents are sitting right on top of each other. Um, as I said, like I remember going to the bathroom, like and and hearing parents like, well, like I can get it going to Walmart, so it's fine with us sitting here and things like that. And and it's really counterproductive to kind of what we've been telling our players, you know from an institutional standpoint, you know, for return to play and that sort of stuff, you know, and then, but I think as coaches, we were, we were really good about it. Like 98% of the coaches had on their masks, like, you know, we were social distancing, you know, and things like that, but it's, and we it's, have photo it, evidence of it too. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where if, if you are, if everyone's not participating and in, in doing their part, then what's the point, yeah. you know, then, then, then we're going to keep resetting back to zero and we're never going to get to the point where we need to be. And I think like, I, Cause I remember like one of the guidelines thing was like kids. And I, I feel like I read this, maybe I was mistaken, but I swore I read like kids could have two family members there and they would prefer it be moms and dads and, and, you know, not grandparents. And I get like stuff like that, like that showcase families want to watch and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, you know, how many times, and I was asking Nick this and, and, you know, for Ian, like how many times did you sit there during the game? And you think to yourself like, this is not going to help us. Like, this is great that we're back out. We're playing, we're watching kids. 
but other stuff that we, that we and the kids had no control over, like this is what's going to cause us to go backwards. Well, I, see, I think a lot, you know, it's like, you know, as we talked about, we're looking at, you know, the, the rule sets that came out and trying to pull it up right now, you know, and it's, it's frustrating, you know, because you know, as coaches, we're going to do everything that we can to make sure that you at least to, to try to play in the fall, you know, and, and everything. And it's just like, well, if we're doing it as coaches, you know, why can't everyone else, you know, and, and, and maybe it's because maybe the high school girl season isn't until the fall and this is technically a high school event, you know, but it's one of those things where like, just do the simple things. If you're doing the simple things. You're out in public, you're at an event, you're, you're in theory at a private, private event. You're not at, you know, you're not at a family cookout at a park, you know, so why can't we just follow those guidelines? What about you, Nick? Yeah, I mean, like, I think, like, I was talking to a coach and we were there, and it's just, like, I think the – and we I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. I just think it's going to be so bizarre um, this year if we end up not getting a fall season or a very limited fall season. And these club coaches – like, these, not these club coaches, these clubs that had, like, like all of that happening this weekend and the high schools had all that happening this weekend are going to continue to play games. Like, I just don't – it seems like such a disconnect for me that, like, that's possible when like we're going through all these insane regulations right now and testing and stuff um, before like our games and stuff like that. So it's definitely going to be like a little, uh, it'll be a little bizarre if that's the case, because it was, I mean, again, I, I thought the Rockford Liberty Bowl one was a lot better. I, I think that everyone was very well spaced out when I went over there on Sunday. Um, it'll be interesting. Cause I'm going, I know Ian's going to Rockford or, Elgin this weekend. I'm going to be at the same ones. It'll be interesting to see if it's any better at like those showcases. It's got to get better. Like, I'm sorry. Like, otherwise it's just going to get spread to everyone. Like, and, and then like, and it's like, it's a problem. And, and, you know, Ian, I mentioned before you got, you secretly hopped on with us, which it was, I wish I would have gotten a picture of Nick's face. Like what the heck? Um, you and I were, were next to each other on Sunday. And I can remember stating to you, like, man, I like, I don't feel comfortable anymore. Um, and you know, what can we as college coaches do to, cause ultimately we still have a job. We still got to be able to watch these kids and be able to, to try to bring them into our programs. What can we do on our end? Or maybe what can, you know, cause this, this whole show kind of stems from uh, club and high school coaches asking us like what can be done during this pandemic to make recruiting easier for the kids and easiest for us as coaches. What, you know, maybe starting off with, with players, you know, what are things that you think players can be doing now? And what are things that, that high school and club coaches could be doing now to make this easier for all parties involved? I think it, it's some of the simple things are if people are getting tested, you know, and if, if people are, are testing negative and, and then going, kind of going through a, a, a good protocol, I, I think that's some of the things that we, John and I, that we've talked about, you know, you know, at least from a college standpoint, when we talk about conferences, like, you know, I shared with you some of our stuff that, that, that we were talking about as a conference, and you were like, that's a lot, but it's a hell of a lot more than we have. Yeah. You know, so follow, <laughs> following correct protocols and making sure, like, you know, that's happening, you know, and then going from there, you know, but I think it's it's making sure you're you are taking care of yourself to make sure that you're taking care of others at the same time. I think it's super important. You know, like whatever the guidelines are, the six feet apart, wearing a mask, washing your hands, hand sanitizer, things like that, you know, and, and, and thorough cleaning, you know, the, the simple things go a long way. 
you know, from what I've seen. And it goes back to like kind of what we've joked about, you know, like, you know, I've got, you know, a friend on social media that's super frustrated that this is supposed to be a big season for her son, you know, going into the recruiting process. Like, well, if you don't follow like, the guidelines and things are going to happen, then your son's not going to have a good recruiting process because college coaches won't really go anywhere because either they're furloughed or, or they're banned from travel, things like that. You know, so it, it's, it's, it's following the simple guidelines to make sure things can happen. And then, and then, and then we can move forward from there. It, it's, it's, it, it boils down to the basics. Yeah, absolutely. What, um, you know, for, for players who are, you know, or coaches who are listening to this, what is something they should be telling their players, um, you know, to help them out in the recruiting process right now? Because obviously, you know, we got lucky that there were kids that were able to play uh, where we went to, but there are a lot of places right now where kids can't play. Um, you know, so what is, what is something you suggest to those coaches that they can be having their players do uh, to, to be seen uh, during this time period? Nick, you want to go first? Oh, I kind of already spoke on it earlier. Oh, so okay. I'm just, I'm just asking you the questions that we've already talked about. <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. So I, I think the biggest thing is one, like constant communication. You know, if you are going to events that are happening, you know, like, like you know, for instance, the, the Super Y event that's happening in, in Elgin this weekend, you know, I've had some players that reach out today, coach were playing at this event, you know, but I think also as coaches, like I think right now it, it's going to be the, the, the age of video and kind of having to make decisions based off video until you can get out there and see players and things like that. So I think it, it's one being on top of communication, you know, of your interests, but also, you know, sharing, you know, game times, events that are actually happening in person if they're not happening in person. You know, I talked to a couple of players today who, in their state, they're not allowed to train or anything, like at least in, in, in a bigger setting, bigger team setting, you know, but they are, you know, they're doing stuff with the individuals with their club coach. So their club coaches are planning on, you know, videoing those sessions, um, you know, and things like that. So I think it's, you know, using modern technology to, to the best of our abilities until we can get out there in a, in a, in a, in a relatively normal recruiting sense um, to see players. Yeah, as uh, Nick and I, as we've been recording this, we've been like feverishly checking on the, the Red Stars game uh, and our, our group text with our friends are like blowing up about it. Um, you know, and, and this, is, this is both of you. I think what can we as college coaches do to make this easier for the club coaches and high school coaches? And I know like you said, and you hit the nail on the head, this is going to become the age of video where, you know, you, we, we're going to have to be able to see that way. I know the big chat is now, you know, how many leagues have, have joined on with Instat and, you know, being able to watch the games uh, upcoming uh, on that to where you're not going to have to travel, uh, you know, but what can, what, what can these, uh, you know, what can make it easier for us? Obviously, you know, like you said, with the, with the, the video, but um, you know, do you think there are more things like Nick talked about, you know, initially he was um, shy on the idea of a zoom call or a Skype, uh, you know, stuff like that. But now like that's becoming a common thing for him just cause he's seen how many players are more comfortable with that um, than probably were the year before. Or so, so, you know, for both of you, like what are some trends that you see that can help, um, you know, the, these kids with, with being noticed um, rather than just the, you know, the typical, Hey coach, here's my video. Check it out. I, I don't think it, it's a single thing. I think, I think it's a, I think it's multiple prongs that, that, that you have to attack. I think it's obviously the video piece, but I think the, the zoom call piece is, is super important as well. Whether it's, it's, it's interaction with the coaching staff, players, things like that. Just making sure that you're hitting 
you know, the academic, the social, and the athletic piece, you know, making sure that, that those fits are happening. You know, like, it's what you joked about earlier, you know, Sean, you know, watching a video, and then you're like, who are you actually playing against in this video? You know, and, <laughs> I didn't and, make and, that comment, didn't I? And, you know, and, and, and that's the other thing. I think as, as, as players, you need to be very kind of honest about the level that you're playing in the video. You, know, you can look great, score like eight goals and all this other stuff, but if you're playing against very poor competition, does that bode well for your process, you know, and things like that. So I think as you're putting together your film, you know, yes, goals are cool and all this other stuff, but, but is the, the things that you're putting out into your video, you know, conducive to the recruiting process and conducive to you actually making it, making an impact. What about you, Nick? Yeah. I mean, like, I just think for like the future and everything, I think, uh, it's it's forced us to actually learn some things that might be like really useful going forward like i mentioned like with the zoom calls and just with the communication and things like that i'm kind of hoping that like with all this it kind of like like in like almost like by accident force coaches to learn some better habits not only with recruiting but with their own education and things like that and and i think that that might be something that could be a net positive for both recruits and coaches going forward. Cause I think recruits are starting to realize that like, man, if I want to get recruited, it's a lot of work that I have to do too. And I think that maybe before this, like not that every recruit was particularly good or bad at this, but I think that like a lot of kids got by with just like, Oh, I'm going to go to showcases. Coaches will email me and then I'll talk to them when I talk to them. And I think it's kind of forcing this next group to realize that no, like I actually have to be a pretty active member in this, in this process. And I think that that could be a net good thing going forward. Yeah. It, it's, it's been crazy. And I, you know, and Nick asked this question to me and Ian, we'll, we'll address this to you. What has been the hardest thing for you recruiting uh, during this pandemic? Like what, what have you struggled with? I, I think, I think it's one of those things where like kind of staying on top of the constant communication piece I think you, you, when you think about like some of your top players are always kind of top, like you're on top of them and things like that. But, you know, when you're getting you know, emailed by a ton of different kids and things like that, but you can't necessarily see them. So they don't necessarily stay on top of the radar, you know, and so you can see them and kind of make that assessment and things like that. So I think it's a little bit of the, the, the communication piece, you know, because, you know, when we talk about especially at the, at the Division three level, we generally all start with a pretty big funnel you know, and, and kind of whittle it down from there. And, and so some things get lost. So I think for me, it, it's been, you know, like, yes, there's our top kids and, and middle kids and, and, and kind of like that, that bottom third, you know, it's just making sure that your the, the communication pattern that you have across the board has been consistently sound because you're not being able to, to see them. And sometimes you may forget about them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as we, as we got here, cause Nick has a super, super early day. I don't know what he's doing. But he's got a super. Uh, early I gotta day. go down to Mammoth. We got a campus visit, and then uh, I'm going over to help with like like a club team in Peoria. So I'm gonna leave this house in Dubuque tomorrow at like six fifteen to get down to Mammoth, and then I think I'm gonna be back here tomorrow night at like eleven thirty. So it is. I'm gonna have to find a time to like sleep in my car tomorrow. Wow! Wow! At least you're not like Sean. At least you're, you you had to have a real caffeine intake where Sean is completely neglecting caffeine and got to worry about his drives. <laughs> got to worry about my what? Your drives. Because you, you, you don't drink caffeine. You don't have yeah. any caffeine intake. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm still Gucci. 
I don't, you know, you know, and I was, somebody asked me this their day too. Like, you know, how do you, how do you, like, I just did it. And I have significantly more energy and think like people who know me are like, yo, like, is that like, is he for real like that all the time? I am. So like, and that's without caffeine. So, um, just imagine what it was like on my days where I would drink like 25 fountain Pepsis every day. Like that was, those, those were prime intake days, but to be honest, like, but to be honest, like outside of like this weekend, like when I had my first first couple of Pepsi's in a long time, like the me, dog, you like, were drinking a warm Pepsi out of a can. I was, and that was a bad idea. Bad idea. I told but, you, but but it was one of those things where like like especially for like the, the meal energies are fantastic. You know, put a couple squirts in water, and I'm good to go. Like my sleep pattern has been absolutely amazing since I've been drinking meo since the pandemic. And it's been fed, like I said, I've cut like up until this weekend, I've cut like, you know, so out of my diet and it's been amazing. Caffeine yeah. still there, but it's like, it works well. <laughs> it works well, my guy. Hey, anything that has energy on it puts me to sleep. Like I've had two monsters in my entire life and both times I fell asleep as soon as I drank them. Monsters disgusting. Monsters that, that too. That's, it was gross. Not an energy drink person at all. Love coffee, love pop, can't do energy drinks. But the funny thing is, like, the first coach I ever coached under um, in college as a collegiate coach had, like, had, like, basically had a Red Bull sponsorship. So, like, <laughs> and, was, and this is in the early 2000s, so, like, he was like, just go to the first and grab Red Bull. I'm like, okay. And it's just like. Just it gives you the wings. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I can't think of Red Bull without thinking of the Chappelle Show skit where it's Red Balls instead. Yeah. Red exactly. Balls, it gives you wings. Mm, red balls in a can. <laughs> I miss that show so much. So Great much. Job. Oh, I'd be remiss if before we got out of here, um, I mentioned on our um, our Zoom call uh, the other night with, with college coaches. Um, I don't know if Traeger Grills is listening to this, but we have a couple of friends of ours who are fantastic uh, Traeger chefs, uh, Dustin Stein from Pitt and Kai Edwards uh, from Southern Utah. Um, if you think that, uh, Traeger should sponsor something for convention where we get Kai and Dustin to come out at a convention and do a big grill out, uh, hit up Traeger. Cause I told him that I would talk about it, uh, on here. So, uh, we'll, we'll make sure to try to see if we can get something going. I still would much rather, and this is just me. I know that we got uh, a lot of listeners who are, uh, who are bourbon drinkers. I know we got a lot of listeners who are, um, rum drinkers and we do have our, our beer drinkers on the show. Um, I think that a soccer chat beer would be incredible, incredible. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, I think knowing Nick and myself, I think it needs to have a little bit of fruit taste to it. Um, which I know that is not Ian's thing. Um, but, uh, I think it would be cool to have a brewery. So if somebody's listening to this and they're, they work at a brewery or they own a brewery and they also coach soccer, hit us up. Like I, I think soccer chat, the beer would be awesome. Um, right. and that's just, that's just me. Uh, so maybe that's something like that's, that's my goal by convention is to get like a six pack of soccer chat, the beer, um, and, and see what we can see what we can pull off. So maybe if there's somebody in, uh, California with a brewery close to, uh, to Anaheim for the convention that can swing over a few loads of soccer chat, the beer, that would be, that would be absolutely incredible. Um, and maybe we'll get a, uh, We'll get a stout ale for Ian. I already told Robert Williams I would get a, one of his rum bottles and just put a label on it. Soccer <laughs> chat the rum. 
everybody be talking Island boys from there. Um, you know, again, too, you know, we, we kind of mentioned on the show that uh, for, for college or for club and high school coaches and, and players, you know, the communication is the number one thing. That's kind of the, the main thing that you heard from Ian and from Nick and myself about, you know, communication is the big thing. So um, as always, fellas, you know, if somebody, you know, if a recruits want to get a hold of you, if a college coach or a, why do I keep saying college coach? If a high school or club coach wants to get in contact with you, uh, how can they do so? Go for it, Ian. Um, so, um, Twitter and Instagram are both the same IGW 21. Um, I probably will make those public tomorrow since I get so much pressure from Sean and some other folks to kind of make. Yes. Yes. Um, And you're you're like, your tweets are precious. Like I think they need to be seen by everyone. (laughs) I can't retweet you because of your lock, your locked account. Yeah, I know. So IGW 21, um, is uh, Twitter and, um, Instagram, um, and then my, my, my email address is iwilson at carthers.edu. Um, I try to respond like fairly quickly, you know, to, to either messages and stuff on there. Also, feel free to reach out. Nick, how can uh, how can people get a hold of you? At Coach N. Rizzo. What about you, brother? And mine is at Coach Soderling. Big shout out to our friends over at Dutick Brand. Check it out, dutickbrand.com. Use the promo code SOCCERCHAT. Get yourself a sweet discount. Also, our friends over at Torx, T-O-R-R-X.com. Make sure to let them know that the Soccer Chat guy sent you. My friend Scott Wilson, who I believe was episode three uh, on, on this show, uh, just got his first Torx this week. He sent me a picture. You want to talk about, like, and he's, he's a father of two kids. He's so proud of his kids, and he sends me like pictures of stuff that they do and that he does with them. He's so proud. This dude was so proud of this Torx. Like, y'all have no clue. He was just like, finally got it in the mail. Can't wait to use it. Look at all these balls I ordered for my season. Can't wait to use my Torx. And I was like, man, like, that's the joy I want everyone to have when they get a Torx. Um, so check I it out. Too. I've got two. Some, some of y'all are big timers like Ian. Uh, and, and, and I'm not just saying big timers because we both love uh, that, that, that rap style. But... Um, timers with a y by the way um you know we want that joy of a torx to to go to everyone uh to uh you know so you can experience it and and just make a make a big difference and an impact uh in in prepping for your game uh again to help us out share the links out each week when we put it out every single thursday you can also join the conversation every wednesday night at 9 30 p.m eastern time just follow the hashtag soccer chat on the twitter you know, it's more than a community. It's more than just uh, some coaches getting together. It, it, it's a, uh, it's, it's a uh, man. I don't even think I know a word anymore after all these episodes to describe what this is. But the best part about all of it is we get to do it again next week. He's Nick. That's also Ian. I'm Sean. We'll catch you later. <laughs>